Okay. Well, welcome. Felicitation, friends. So we have Max. I'm so excited Ooh. to introduce you to Max. Max is Millie's partner. Yes. Well, he used to have his own identity, but you know. Then I got the better identity. <laughs> the better identity. The better anonymous identity. We do. We, it's, it's actually better at like gatherings and different things mm -hmm. with Millie. It's like I'm totally fine just being Millie's partner mm -hmm. and floating around anonymously like that. <laughs> It's actually it's it's a big blessing. But thanks. Oh, thank so you. I just said your name. So yeah, right. So, so now that, yeah, that, Max's well, identity is out yeah. there. It's out there. But thanks so much for uh, wanting to have me um, talk about stuff and hang out. Well, Max is one of our crucial team members, and so he does a lot for us here. But I wanted to just kind of get to know who are you. Okay. So I know well, you've had some really exciting things going yeah. on in your life. Well, if you already know my name, then I guess I might, might as well just say other things. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we're having a lot of fun um, doing this project with with you, Janelle, and we're and we're working hard to make things happen and tell the story about um, pro social living and pro social actions in the world. Um, before that, I was a student at the University of Oregon, where I was an English major and a hammer thrower on the track and field team, which was a really fun way to spend five years oscillating between. English classrooms and weight rooms and I was always kind of wearing inappropriate clothing for both of those because in the, in the English classroom I was sweaty and wearing Uncle Phil clothing and then in the weight room I was kind of looked like an English major so I was always a little bit disjointed in every space that I was in but it was a great way to spend five years um, and then you know I graduated my, my last day of class was on March 12th, 2020, which was like a really weird week um, and a very scary week for a lot of people. But I had a lecture. My last um, classes were on that week um, when most lockdowns in the United States began. Mm -hmm. And so and then I graduate. My, my graduation was a week later. And so I graduated at this at this strange sort of juncture as kind of like an, an, a, in the, the new normal and COVID lockdowns and things of that like like that. And during those first three months, um, during that phase, athletics was over, the season was canceled, classes were over. And so I, you know, was really blessed and lucky that I didn't have to go. I wasn't a frontline worker or anything like that. I was really blessed to be able to be able to stay home and stay safe with my quarantine crew, which was Millie's family. But in that space, I also had the opportunity to finish a book project that I had been stewing and working on for about four years before, you know, most of the time I was in college. And it had gone through different iterations, but I was, um, during those three months, I was able to, you know, finish a draft and do some editing, some revisioning, uh, re revising, probably not enough. And, um, and at the end, in July of 2020, finished, self-published a, a book um, called The Blue Wallpaper, which was kind of like a, a story about some college kids hanging out in a college town, um, doing interesting things and reconciling their anyway it was, it was kind of it's it a fun fun story yeah so what did you have to do I mean that's just amazing to me that you took that time and wrote a book like, it was fun it was just a, such a great opportunity and um there's a lot of great tools you know like um moving forward I, I mean I, I I'm definitely interested in traditional publishing um but the bar for traditional publishing is so so high right now um in this day and age, the stuff that is, you know, making it out is so high quality. And there are so many, you know, and part of that is there's so many great people out in the world writing, mm -hmm. just brilliant, genius people, creative minds just writing. 
And so, you know, someone like me is not, you know, quite ready for that at all. But we have some of these tools available at our disposable for self-publishing. And so if you want, if, you know, if you're not quite ready for traditional publishing, but you want to finish something and make it available for your friends and family to read, you have that option. And I was able to do that and, um, you know, got to put that book in the hands of a lot of my close family and friends and some other people too. Yeah. And have interesting conversations about that. Well, you know, what I admire about that is it's hard to put yourself out there. It is yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it is. And, you know, share, you know, I think a story is always going to have, and, pe- and like, you know, there's all these characters in this book and, um, people ask like, Oh, is this, per- is this character, this person that we know? And is this person this, you know, and what I kind of think about it is, and this is why it's so hard to put yourself out there is that all the characters in a book like that, there it's you taking your personality and like smashing it with a hammer or something like a mallet and like picking up like the different shards and just putting them in the story as people and then they're their own people talking. And so it's kind of like when I go back and look at it now, it's like, man, like these are all the different aspects of myself kind of like talking to each other. And that's that. Mm-hmm. And that's really awesome. And I th- encourage people to try that because like we all are so multifaceted and we're all so complex and different and we have all these different personalities it's really cool to have a space where you can let those different personalities interact with one another and meet each other and talk and f- solve problems like it's just like such a cool exercise that i would encourage if that's something that you know just because we're you know it, it we're, we're forced so often to like show one side of our personality to the world mm-hmm. it's cool to be able to have multiple you know give a create a space for all of your personalities to co-mingle well, and to write about things that you know and mm-hmm. things that are, and to be able to express yourself, to start with what you know best, which is you and, and your personality. See, in theory, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In, so, so it's super fun, and now we're doing this, and we're, um, you know, really excited. It's been, you know, you know, a strange time, you know, to be a young person, mm-hmm. I think, and it's certainly a strange time to be a little bit more advanced on your career. Um, because you've had to, you've been part of like, you've had an established order of things and then that was disrupted. In some ways that's much harder than we're kind of entering the world of careers for the first time. And this isn't really the new normal. It's just normal, right? Like you had like a way of doing things and a way of existing and a way of doing your job and had to like relearn all these new systems. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah, a lot of problem solving, a lot of pivoting yeah. this last year to figure out how do we do this? Yeah, how do we do this? How do we, you know, make it seem like, um, you know, people have been clinging for or, and like clamoring for any sense of normalcy for a long time. And I think, um, you know, the best thing that we can do maybe is to try to find ways of, find the opportunities and the good things that mm-hmm. are presented by a new normal or whatever, Yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, anyway. there, there are many elements of what have changed that hopefully we can transfer over. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's and, a lot like, of and that. And one of them is just being a little bit more like, I, 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 I know, I mean, I don't know. There's tremendous politics around masks all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But have you ever, did you have a common cold this year? You might, maybe that's a bad yeah. example. But. This year, I, not as many, but working in schools, I've got kids in schools. 
I work in different schools, so on any yeah. given year, we do spend a lot of time in, um, and our youngest, uh, it was really funny, a couple of years ago, my parents sent me some pictures from the Grandparents Day Tea Day, mm. and here is uh, my son, little JP, and his friends, right, and they're <laughs> hugging each other, and their faces are like, and, right. you know... It's, it's- <laughs> Isn't and it strange to see those, images like that? Yeah, and the kids in those realms, they're not known for their, like, hygiene and <laughs> washing their hands. And right. now they are, but, but this was before. And then, yeah. like, two days later, he got sick. And I was like, oh, right. I saw the photo of when that happened. Yeah, oh, right. That that, to me. <laughs> there was all kinds of transmission going on there. There's, there there yeah. wasn't even six millimeters apart there. Right, right. But being able to take some of those things, and other cultures have done that for a long totally, time. If you're right. not feeling well, being open about being able to take precautions and not trying to spread it and, totally it's called um, compassion wear mm-hmm. um we have street wear we have winter wear summer wear in a lot of ways you know being you know, acknowledging that you have some little germies that you don't want to give to everybody putting on a mask is just a compassionate gesture when you're going out into other spaces and just acknowledging that you're not trying to put your germs on everybody when i think things hopefully as things change i can and it's not a mandate, but that it can become something yeah. from us that yeah. we want to do for others. Um, one of the things, you know, at the Green Lighthouse that we're really talking about is those pro-social behaviors. Totally. That, and that we're in it together. Totally. And that being in it together is where we want to be, right? right. We, 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 want. We, we want to be in communities of care, mm-hmm. mutual care and reciprocity, mm-hmm. where, you know, you know, you can trust that the people mm-hmm. that you're around care about you, but also mm-hmm. you care so immensely about the people you're around. Well, and it's so fundamental. I was a psychology major, and so I've listened to a lot of edu- you know, um, evolutionary psychology um, books and, and podcasts. And if you, th- and Tony Robbins um, likes to say that the superpower that humans have is love, right? Mm. That is our superpower. When you look at us, you know, physically, we've got some, you know, love my opposable thumbs. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I love being able to type. I love being able to walk. Right. Um, but really what love, it yeah. has enabled us to thrive is that we take care of one another and that we can work in these organized groups to overcome challenges. Right. You know, one of us as an individual can't send a rover to Mars. Right. That's not something, you know, one individual can do. Working as a group, we can do such amazing Immen- things. Yeah, incredible things. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, we, and we have that track record. And maybe what happened in, you know, like in the, the example on, of NASA in the, in the 1960s or, you know, these other um, crazy Herculean efforts mm-hmm. is that they were tied to, in a lot of ways, a single nation or a single organization or, or, or something like that. And there's counterexamples, certainly. But we, we are, we're, we're pretty good at finding a community of like-minded people or people who look like us or people who believe similar things. And we're really good at working together when we're in a group like that. But I think the task of the 21st century and beyond or just moving forward is to expand that definition of who can be in our community and who are the people that we can work with and the people that we care about and the people that we can work together to accomplish things, which, you know, and one of our focuses at the Green Lighthouse is climate change and climate change awareness. Talk about an issue where we're going to need pervasive mass collective action in order to create change. We, we can't just be, it can't just be Americans in the Pacific Northwest. It can't just be, you know, certain groups of people, subsets, demographics. We need 
people to understand that we're in a community, a global community. All of our destinies are intertwined right now mm-hmm. <laughs> and are actually the same destiny. And yeah. we got to work together and for mass collective change if this is going to, if we're going to um, survive. Well, in the book, The Survival of the Friendliness, Friendliest, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, they talk uh, a lot about how innovation happens when people come together and can exchange uh-huh. ideas. Yeah, yeah. And that's when we have rapid inner innovation. And now that we have the internet and anyone in the world can collaborate with anybody else almost right. we still have some pockets where um, we don't have internet connectivity um, but that's where we're going that does totally. open up the doors for this spread of ideas and yeah. this innovation like we've never seen before like we've never seen before and and that's yeah. created opportunities like what we did or I mean mm-hmm. what the global scientific community did with the COVID-19 vaccine mm-hmm. Like massive collaboration, drawing on research that had been ongoing for decades, certainly. So drawing on that wealth of research, you know, previous research. But then all kinds of collaboration through platforms on the Internet and sharing and collaboration um, to create this. this, It's it's a great example, like creating like this, um, this awesome thing for so many people. Life-saving technology, life-saving innovation only possible through sharing and collaboration and no one, was, no one was trying to patent their and make a billion dollars on their COVID-19 vaccine, right? They, they, were, in, they were in the interest of making, making people safe and healthy. Well, and there's, I think one thing we're really trying to show with the Green Lighthouse is that you can be a for-profit company right. and, so you, and do good for the world. Um, right. There's a line there. There's there's a balance there. I think a lot of our messaging is about balance. That right. we're not all or nothing. Um, you know, you can do good for the world and still make enough of a profit to support yourselves. We're just talking about some of these instances that we see. If if a pill costs you three cents to make and you're going to charge somebody who needs it to live a thousand dollars per pill. Yeah. You know, there there are some of those things that as a culture we need to look at and and try to you know again going back to like what's best for people yeah what's um, best for people now i'm not saying that those companies should not do well and that their highly trained scientists should have a really good life right and <laughs> should have a really good um, yeah. salary and so how do we do both how do we find a way to find that middle ground totally mm-hmm. totally well yeah i mean they could they could they could have a really great comfortable existence you know, mm-hmm. while also taking care of the people around them, right. you know, and there's probably, and there's probably, there's a lot of evidence. I think that there is in the world of business, there's a business incentive to being pro-social, right? If, if you're, if you're doing good in the world, um, that's going to come back, right? And that's going to come back in a lot of ways. It may, maybe some of that will show up in a dollars and cents type of way, but it's also going to show up in a lot of other maybe unexpected ways. I think so. And I think people now, we've shifted and we want to do business with people. We want to do business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now tell me, Max, I know we're, we love to talk, but what are you most excited about in the world right now? Well, I mean, kind of with, I mean, along that line, doing business with the people you want to do business with, um, I think this is, I mean, I know it's sort of a buzzy buzzword, kind of like mysterious terrain right now. But I think that this is really a, a, a great possibility with the world of blockchain um, finance or DeFi, decentralized finance or DeFi, this new world. I mean, you hear, you, you hear about 
crypto and NFTs and you hear about blockchain and all, you know, $69 million for a, you know, a picture of a, a cat. I mean, it just like really wild outlandish sounding things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for people of my generation. I know. It's like, you, what is we that? We hear an NFT and we're like, what? And it's, and, and it's like, and people are like, oh, remember that? cat with a pop to flying in a pop tart like with a rainbow behind it like and it's all these wild kind of outlandish things um but really i think there's just some there's so much great potential um to do business with the people you want to do business with and what the blockchain makes possible is a type of commerce where you really are interacting just with the person and you don't need to go to a third party like a bank or some other kind of institution to facilitate that transaction. And so you can have, when, when both people are talking to the blockchain um, and they're both, they both are equipped to work on the blockchain, you can transmit value to that person in exchange for the service um, in that way. So that means that's just the kind of the basic innovation and there's so much else to talk about, but um, it's just so exciting also as a young person. And like, you know, like I think like a lot of people my age like really feel like they missed out on like an era where real estate was really cheap or, or the dot-com boom. Like they feel like they missed out on some of these quote unquote land grabs where, um, really, really, you know, you know, making a lot of financial strides and a lot of people my age just feel really trapped in their financial situation for great reason. I mean, we have a lot of, we're under tremendous pressure with student loans and, and all these other factors, but we actually kind of are living in a really, um, big moment, a a transition moment where, the financial institutions are changing and we're going to have opportunities to um, be a part of that um, if we can learn about the technology and if we can use it and I think, again, use it in pro-social ways. That's one of the things I'm really excited about with the Green Lighthouse is taking some of this new technology, blockchain technology, and deploying it um, for human, pro-social, pro-environment um, causes and I think we have great potential to really execute that well, and that'll and that'll be really different. What are you excited about? Well, I'm excited about a, a lot of things, and some of the things that you're talking about, I don't know if we got quite down. And please excuse our plastic bottles. With COVID, we took out our big water jug. Um, I know, and right? I know. So I, like, climate, we feel cli- a little... Climate, climate change <laughs> is the single greatest threat, I say, as, as yeah. I drink this. Well, there, and that's the problem there, with COVID. Everything's gotten... Right, we got to figure that out. We, we've got to figure that out because we went to single... Yeah, single use. Single use. But there is a green leaf on this one. So, so maybe that'll... I do f- so you can feel much better about it because they made a... There's a green leaf on it, but uh, yeah. Cl- so climate. we're going to figure that out. Um, we've been gone to from home long enough that the water bottle I brought is no longer yeah. i've already drank that one um hey, no, we're on so please we're on the journey too yeah yeah, yeah but so we're trying to figure it out um so, but it, please excuse that as we try oh. to figure out um how to hydrate people <laughs> um talking about things like climate change where we live traditionally air conditioning was not standard yeah and um i know we just got air conditioning in our home this year um but this office does not have air conditioning and here right. we are on august 1st um and, and you may a, see us in here just it is a little warm <laughs> it's a little yeah. warm and i do tend to perspire about everything but yeah it is a little bit warm it's definitely a little bit warm so we're, we're that's another one of those things for yeah. us to to kind of 
take a, a hurdle, um, another hurdle for us to jump over to use a, a track analogy. Since we've had, <laughs> right. Although we were both throwers. Yeah, um, we were throwers. <laughs> yeah. we Put me in a seven foot ring and say, if you yeah. step out of this, right. it's, it's a scratch. Isn't, isn't, isn't that, what, are, what are the odds of putting two um, hammer throwers in the same room? This is kind of like a seven foot circle in a Yeah, way. we could, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it makes me want to throw. Yeah. Um, so, you know, tell me more. So for me, yeah. I'm at this point in time of life where saving for retirement is starting yeah. to become real. Yeah. Because um, it's, you get to this certain point, and I think a lot of these things in my life are kind of coming together. Um, I'm really to that point where I realize if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And that That's translates to me to our planet. If we don't have our planet, totally. where are we? Right. You know, where are we if we don't have a healthy planet? Right. Um, and so a lot of those same concepts are, are coming together. But I'm definitely at the point where I'm nowhere near retirement. But now I'm at that point of like, oh, yeah, 25 years can go by. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I know you guys are all, <laughs> for those of you watching, um, you know, that can go by quickly. And I need to start saving. Now, right. when you talk about things like NFTs. Yeah. That's a really new concept to somebody totally, from my generation. T- totally new concept and totally scary because like and, and mm-hmm. even and even just in the crypto ecosystem as a whole, if you watch the ticker, it's totally different than like the traditional stock market it, because it's like you watch like the price of Ethereum, which is this it's 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 a blockchain itself, but it's also a, a currency. Mm-hmm. And you you'll watch these prices go like it drops like hundreds of dollars and then like goes up hundreds of dollars and and the and the famous Bitcoin drops tens of thousands. like it's just like and so yeah it's totally scary to like think that like you're going to vest your I mean, big parts of your life savings on on these things which seem so tumultuous and that's good like it's it's good to have that caution because i think we're in this because we're so early in this moment mm-hmm. right it probably isn't going to be the thing right now at least for the uh, this year and the next couple of years where people should you know gamble away all these things on things that are so tumultuous mm-hmm. but it's just something to consider you know that, that long term this macro technology the concept of decentralized exchange that's going to be a thing so just to, to just to kind of keep your attention on it and then and, and just following the same kind of advice that we follow for everything you never invest more <laughs> than you can afford to lose mm-hmm. right so even if it's like a you know I mean, that's like some cool, basic Warren Buffett stuff. Like, you, like you never like invest if anything could go to zero, mm-hmm. right? The, even the Dow could go to zero, Nasdaq can go to zero. So you never do that. But just exploring and getting in this world of um, NFTs, getting into cryptos, and just kind of testing the waters a little bit. And I think that ultimately, we, you know, in a few years, we will be in a place where people can make in long-term investments. Um, you know, that are kind of grounded in a um, crypto portfolio. We'll see. Yeah. When you make a good point, I mean, I know we were talking earlier. I know how much effort it takes for me to earn every dollar that I do. Right. And we always have these competing interests because, you know, i got to feed my kids, <laughs> you know, all of all of those kind of right. life basics. Um, but this just idea of learning about it. Yeah. And, because when you say crypto, I hear that a lot. Yeah, and then you like hear crypto. about things like mining for crypto. And yeah. to be honest, that's not something that I have a good schema in my head for. Like, yeah. what is that and what, what does that mean? What even is that? 
Mm-hmm. And you know, and I'm all, I'm not gonna. I mean, maybe I actually am pretending to be like know all this stuff. And if that if that's how it comes across, then I'm really sorry also because I don't want to come across as the as the cool crypto mansplainer, which is <laughs> which is a, which is a total meme and trope that's already mm-hmm. emerged in 20, 2020, 2021 mm-hmm. of the crypto mansplainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to resist that trope as much as possible, um, even though I'm, I'm, I probably am falling into it. Um, yeah, it's just getting getting into all this vocabulary is um, important. The miners, I mean, my understanding with the miners, I mean, throwing this out there is gonna, I mean, just gonna cause all kinds of people to, uh, um, you know, offer the, the the really precise technical definitions of. Of well, all that's these great because we'll get a discussion and right. and and push our one thing that. Is true. A lot of times, knowledge is generated through our interactions with right. one another and deepening right. our understanding. And um, one thing that we'll talk about on our podcast, and I've got another little segment that I'm going to do about things I learned the hard way. Sweet. And um, so I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, to, you know, to get to share with people all the life that's, lessons that I learned. You know, that's going to be awesome. Um, you know, through um, all the kind of bumps. Um, but we learn from one another and we learn from this interaction. And right. if somebody posts, oh, you didn't explain that very well, here's right. another way. Um, but also, I know we all, different explanations sometimes hit us differently. So yeah. my, my cuz bro, um, my parents adopted my cousin, and so I, I referred to him as my cuz bro. Um, but I remember I was trying to explain something to him for a while. And then finally one day... Um, he calls me up and he's like, you got to listen to this podcast. And so I met him. We listened to this podcast together. And he looks at me and he goes, is this, is this what you've been telling me all year? And I was like, yes, that's what I've been trying to tell you all year. Right. But somehow this other podcaster just used words or used examples yeah, in a way right. that clicked with him. So I, I think part of what we're trying to do is not necessarily share yeah. anything that's n- new, right. but our experience and, and ways of conceptualizing it. And maybe totally. that'll click for somebody. Totally, and that and that certainly applies to your work as a pedagogist, right? Mm-hmm. Is working with students and finding the right, you know, sort of combination of things that'll click for people. The basic thing that's going on with mining, I guess, is that um, on the blockchain, uh, these transactions are verified through existing members and people who um, are participating in that blockchain ecosystem. And so, in order for the transaction to be verified, it needs to go through a series of um, authentications, and which involves people. It, so, so that's why they call these things protocols. It's, it's they have to you know follow these protocols, and there's different types of protocols. But they, it's it's just to kind of create a language of seamlessness and just a common language for people who are participating in um, in blockchain based transactions to be interacting on the same plane. Um, and so they ha- so so miners are um, you know are in that community and they're um, helping verify these transactions so they can go seamlessly. And that's also why sometimes it's weird like it takes time for these transactions to be verified and it's kind of scary. Like we're so used to this culture of instant gratification, you know with with our credit cards and on mm-hmm. you know online shopping e-commerce, e-commerce. Um, I've, when I purchased my first NFT, you know, you go through this complicated thing, you know, I mean, getting Ethereum and then, you know, getting that ETH like lined up in a, in a, in a wallet and then getting link. I mean, it's, it's kind of a complicated thing right now still. Um, and then you actually click 
bye. <laughs> and then, like, the screen just goes, like, spinning wheel of death, and you're like, oh, F word. Like, I mean, did I just blow, like, all my ETH, you know, on this thing? It's, it's just going to fail. But it's because it's going through this um, this process, this mining pro you know, this process um, to verify um, – to verify that, but the good thing with that is that's what makes the blockchain, any blockchain-based transaction, so secure, mm -hmm. and in a way like unhackable, because um, because those procedures are and those protocols are so strict, and so that's why I think people can, you know, moving forward will feel really secure and stable in making those types of transactions. It's mm -hmm. kind of like now. I mean, like in I well, even when I was a small child, I remember people a lot of people having a lot of apprehension about putting their credit card on the on the internet mm -hmm. and now it's totally second nature mm -hmm. i think we're going to follow that same sort of process over the next few years where right now it just seems totally foreign and totally scary and gradually we'll, we'll become more comfortable with new technology and and, and we'll uh, embrace it and adopt it and really yield tremendous um, benefits from i think what so tell me if i'm getting this right because i often think and talk in analogies right so it's to me it's kind of like a lot of these airbnbs or type things where other people have verified that this airbnb person is mm -hmm. not going to break in and back into their house in the middle of the night and get you you know <laughs> and then you've been verified by a number so both the hosts and yeah. the um and the visitor are are verifying each other through right. other means is it is yeah. blockchain a, like a teeny well, we, bit like that? Well, because, and what's kind of, inter yes, but then what's interesting is that there's no third party that con conducts that. Mm, you know, okay. Air Airbnb would be a third party. Right. Um, you know, like Kickstarter would be a third party, mm -hmm. you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, your bank is a third party. Like, you know, these, these intermediaries that get in there to oversee mm -hmm. the transaction, um, mm -hmm. they, they try to verify both ends. When you're talking to the blockchain and you have an address, you have what's called an address, which is like your your wallet where you mm -hmm. store your stuff, mm -hmm. store your assets or currencies, and then that that by existing at, at that address, you're able to you know, to, um, you know send those funds or send that mm -hmm. um, that asset along the chain, mm -hmm. and then um, the protocol is a series. The protocol really is um, a series of mathematical equations that. Um, you know, and again, I really don't want to pretend to be like the ultimate expert on this. I, I am actually like super novice at this, but this is just the kind of. Sometimes I think novices who are just understanding it themselves are the best, ex you know, at explaining hopefully, it. Hopefully, you know? and, <laughs> or at and, least and kind I, of. And know. it would be actually really cool if 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 mm -hmm. this had enough traction where there was enough mm -hmm. community of people to call me an idiot about it, mm -hmm. because that would mean there's a lot of people want you know. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but they go, they go, it go, it has to go through this series of solving you know, really complicated math equations um, and storing those things, storing those, those transactions on, you know, a block. And then once that block fills up, it moves along and then more transactions fill up the next block. And so you have this, that's why it's called a blockchain. Okay. It's because the information of your transaction is stored in a set of other transactions on a block and it just is just getting longer and longer and longer. And that's why it's um, public. You know, and, and I think ultimately we're going to go into a space where there won't be like a lot of room to lie and fake and flex and like pretend to like, I mean, every, everyone's, um, you know, transactions will be somewhat public um, through the technology of the of the of the blockchain. 
and we'll we'll be able to actually that that, that will have tr- social cultural impact I think without having being able to hide behind a Swiss bank account I mean like there's all kinds of interesting things that'll that'll fall behind that so okay. ho- ho- hopefully that's some kind of cool um, analogy and, I, and and again like hopefully there's enough people watching that we get a, a community of people to um, nicely or perhaps not nicely correct um, any, any well, imp- we're trying imprecisions. Well, we do, we do love feedback, mm-hmm. but there's a way to give feedback, right? That's, right. that's kind constructive. Um, and constructive and all that. But I appreciate, I think my big takeaway from our discussion today and asking like what you're the most excited about is that this is something that we should pay attention to. Right. This is something that we should all spend a little bit of energy understanding because it's a wave of the future. Um, and this non-third party, yeah. like just that between people transactions being verified, um, and that can, that being public over time is what's going to be basically be like your credit score or yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's worth knowing what NFT means or knowing what crypto means. And, yeah. um, we're not giving financial advice in any way, shape or form, um, but it's just, just awareness, just, just awareness. awareness yeah. where, where some, it'd be kind of like, I think, I think it'd be like, um, in 1995, like thinking that it's not worth it to know a little bit about the internet mm-hmm. or in 1903, not thinking it's a little bit worth it to know what's going on with this guy in Detroit named Henry Ford. Mm-hmm. Like who's that goofball in Detroit named Henry Ford in 1903? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, old Nelly has done really well. For yeah, me, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old Nelly's just fine. You know? yeah, yeah. So so it's just kind of like it's just it's always I mean, it's just this is this is a, I guess what I'm saying is we have this long pattern mm-hmm. or much this long tradition of, you know, a certain people kind of being, you know, kind of woke to what's going on with some mm-hmm. with, you know, mm-hmm. certain developments and some people who really resist those developments. And in general, mm-hmm. early adopters and people who are kind of just fun and like just like kind of fun and like playfully it, you can it can be like that it, it can be mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you can call your funny uncle a crypto mansplainer and like because he is a crypto mansplainer but still kind of know that long term it might be something to pay attention to and to do yeah yeah and enjoy you know and and be like going to the movies but putting a little bit into mm-hmm. something yeah just a little bit well and you were asking you asked me earlier but then I kept asking you questions because um, I wanted to, to understand it just a little bit more because again you know coming from different generations yeah, right. um, obviously you know I, it came up before we had cell phones and you know like yeah. and so going back to I think one of the things that we're really kind of focusing on in the Great and Lighthouse and in our podcast is how quickly society is changing yeah. and that our brains haven't been able to keep up with like how fast we've we've changed. Um, I think about how much has changed since my grandchildren, my grandparents were children, um, and even in my own lifetime, it's completely different. And that's not letting us, 
we have to adapt really quickly and we have to do our brains don't get these automatic yeah. you know these automatic updates that our um our phones get our <laughs> brains don't, so we have to manually update our brains yeah. right and so yeah. we have to be out there learning about new things and we have to be out there doing some resets um on our on our thinking regularly to right. to be able to keep up with what's going on out there yeah and, and that's a great point and and you know it also feels kind of weird because like at a we, all, we don't have a shortage of content in any way, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we're mm-hmm. actually inundated and bombarded with with so, with so much content, some of which we choose to engage with, some of which we don't choose to engage with, you know, we have both. Um, so yeah, like telling, you know, encouraging people to memorize and learn like a whole new, you know, financial system does feel kind of like an extra thing. That's why I feel like, you know, that playfulness, kind of like the playfulness and the kind of fun mm-hmm. and like, if you have like a funny crypto person in your friend group or family, like you can still like kind of like say it's funny, like in like, yeah. and you can totally have that while also then simultaneously going home and then like in the 20 minutes before you go to bed, like kind of like look it up like a, a little bit on your own, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's like, that's kind of like how in mm-hmm. this moment where we have like infinite content and infinite Netflix and infinite, you know, memes, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of, um, you know, just engage with it in a thoughtful way, but engage with it still in like a playful way. You know, that's such a great suggestion about so many things in life. If we approach yeah. it as a game, or like, let's have a crypto date night. You know, I mean, it'd be fun. <laughs> like double date, and like, you know, we're and gonna like, learn it, ten new crypto facts. Yeah, you like know? it's just kind of fun. Like, like I think that's yeah. I think that's a, that's fun because there's a seriousness and like there's a lot of like, yeah, there's just this. It's some of it's not very um, funny, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of not funny things. And so finding a little bit of humor and playfulness while simultaneously being thoughtful, mm-hmm. I, I do think that's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, versus something that's on your to-do list that you have to do. Yeah. You might as well enjoy, like, let's learn about this. Yeah, let's, right. Let's, and, and let's you, enjoy and you probably, this. You probably will process it faster that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's it's I do think that's a better alternative um, than doom scrolling. Do you know what doom scrolling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can get caught into a doom scroll and it can last a long time and then you you end up feeling really really bad versus maybe interacting and and again like I, yeah i mean there's a lot of things that Be we more actually more purposeful yeah, about purposeful that. and thoughtful all the time mm-hmm. something a little bit funny right now like this new burgeoning um, sort of like economic system financial system i do think there's space just to reiterate i do think there's space to be both thoughtful and also a little bit playful with the funny crypto uncle that you have at Zoom Thanksgiving this Thanksgiving and maybe just make fun of him a little bit. That's what I'm suggesting you should do. Well, I really appreciated getting to know you, Max, a little bit more, getting to hear what you're excited about. I'm excited to learn a little bit more, get, maybe get my get my wallet up Get and a going. wallet. Yeah, get a just wallet, get a wallet. You know, just Buy some see. ETH. Yeah. ETH is a little bit up right now, so it's but it's probably still going to go up, so... Yeah, and depending on when you're watching this, but yeah, right. Yeah, well, <laughs> thanks so much, Janelle. This is gonna be super awesome. It's so fun talking and hanging out in our office in this undisclosed location. <laughs> and and we need to get out of here and get some air, what? but yeah. and some water and and. But um, thank you for listening and love yourself, love others, love the planet.